Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello everyone and welcome once again to First and Fifteen. My name is Lewis Phillips and I'm joined as ever by my friends Jay Ballamy and Gareth Price as we cover the SWC again this week. How are we gentlemen? Not bad, thank you Lewis. How are you? Very good, very good. How are you Gareth? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Fantastic. It's been a little while since we've uh, taken a break after the glitz and glamour of game day one. And, uh, well, I guess the nation is now fully enthralled in, in Euro fever. Um, are we believers? Do we believe? Is it coming home? Well, you and I are Welsh, Lewis. Yeah, obviously. I mean, home, of course, is Cardiff after okay. that thrilling win over Turkey. Then, no, no, we don't believe it's coming home. We've never <laughs> believed it's coming home. It's not coming home. <laughs> I, and. I, I, I think I think we've got a solid shot at the Euros. Genuinely think we've got a solid shot at the Euros. Um, but yeah, Wales, you've got no chance. <laughs> and and that's my knowledge of football exhausted. I need to go lie down now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to game day two of the SWC. And uh, we have another salacious slate of games ahead of us. Um, so we'll go through each of the games. Uh, we'll make some predictions. We'll, we'll have a chat about each of the game days, make some bold predictions. Um and, uh, and yeah, just preview week two this weekend. Um, so without further ado, let's head to our first game day. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Cheltenham, who are hosting uh, Falcons Green, Kingston Kings um, in that three-team three day. So the first game day, I think, on the schedule is Green's, uh, Falcons Green and Kingston. How do we think this is going to go? Yeah, you're correct. It's the first one on there. And... I personally think that, like I've always said, I don't think that the Kings will ever lose because I can't predict that. Um, I, I think the Green Exeter team will actually put up quite a good fight against the, uh, the Kings. Um, but I'm going to predict a 39-33 to win for the Kings. 39-33 Kings. High-scoring affair, I think. Um, I think... I've, Kings definitely showed that they're um, capable of putting up points from the, that first game day. Um, I think, obviously, the uh, the offence runs through Ethan. Well, he's got a lot of support around him, um, so he's definitely got the capabilities to put up the points. The defence, I think, is, is where a lot of the strength lies, and, um, and Will and Paul at the back of that defence. I think 39 points. I am offended, sir. <laughs> you, you don't you don't bat me to put 39 points on your green team then never how about you Gareth what do you think so for all of the games being played in Cheltenham this week I've gone back and forth and at some point this afternoon I've had every team winning each game but I'm going to settle on Falcons Green 26 Kings 32 so I think the Kings are just going to have a little bit too much for the Falcons. Okay, interesting, interesting. And how about you, Lewis? Killing me. I I think it's going to be a lot closer than that actually, and I think it's going to be a slightly uh, slightly less of a scoring affair. Um, I've got uh, I've got a twenty nine twenty eight win Falcons, um, and I think much like it did in the affiliate game day, the second affiliate game day. Uh, it's going to come down to a two-point conversion. Um, it's going to be a walk-off two-point conversion, and that's how they're going to do it. 
Oh wow! So as in returning a two-point conversion? No, no, no. Yeah. As in, as in, like Falcons will score with the last play of the game, and then they'll get uh, an untimed down to do a two-point conversion to steal the win. Okay, okay, all right. I'll keep an eye on my clock management of the weekend then. <laughs> so following that, we've got uh, Cheltenham, the hosts, take on Falcons again. Falcons two 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 games in a row. This, I think, is going to be a really interesting game. Uh, yeah. Cheltenham have shown that they can, they've can. they got there's two different versions of themselves. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think, I'm really, personally, I'm really interested to see how that Cheltenham team responds after having mm. quite a heavy defeat given to them on the previous game day. You know, we've had, what has it been, three, four weeks um, since the last game and, and they've obviously would have gone away and worked on things. I wonder if they'll throw in any more variation to what they did on defence because clearly they were outmanned in some in some areas. Um, I, I still have them, though, winning this game against the Falcons, 39-28, to on the basis that they will just outscore them, not necessarily that, they, that it'll be competitive on the other side of the ball. Ooh, we're, we're really landing on Lewis's bad side yeah. today because well, I have a very similar score. I've got Neptune's 36, Falcons 30. 30 say that again. 36-30 to Cheltenham. 30. Ouch. It stings. It's, and let me guess, Lewis, distinct. you're going to go ahead with your uh, green team and back them all the way. <laughs> Distinct lack of respect, uh, lads. Um, I've got to disrespect I... someone, though, haven't I? Let's go <laughs> it's, our, it's our turn this week. Yeah. I, I think this is actually going to be a real defensive struggle. Um, for for I think the Falcons' green uh, strength is is actually is in their their offense. You know, we've got Paul, Nicky G, um, Matt Jackson's been a really great asset at centre and has, has really impressed and has really turned into a sort of um, a favourite uh, for, uh, for for Ethan. Um, and in particular, Patrick is just lightning quick and can make people miss. So I think that offence is really strong. But despite that, I think this is going to be a slugfest. Um, and I've actually got it as a 13-7 win to Falcons. I think it's going to be really, it's going to be one score in it. It's going to be quite low. Interesting that you think you're talented on defense yet. Uh, sorry, talented on offense yet. It's going to be low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to like I mean, the same applies to to um, the Neptunes. I think they, from what we've seen, their offense is their um, is is their backbone. Uh, but I think um, from what I understand of having not seen it, um, so just you know talking to people who have, we played them in friendlies and things before lockdown um they they seem to rely a lot on that deep ball and and justin's cannon of an arm and i think we'll be able to keep a lid on that um and and i think that that will be the difference that'll be why it's it's quite a slow uh, a low scoring affair yeah i i understand that every time i seem to have played an extra side it is always a low scoring game um so I, i can absolutely see that coming to fruition I'm I'm going to say I think Falcons Green are going to be very fortunate to hold Cheltenham to one or two scores. I don't see it happening personally. But I've not seen the Exeter defence this year. I've only seen the Cheltenham offence. Um, but the amount of 
potential they have as a as a deep ball offense, I think that more than one of those is going to hit home. And this is it. I think I think that's where we kind of cancel each other out. Is that our strength on defense is the ability to keep a lid on things, and um, and they're they obviously their their strength is is to get over the over the top. So I think those two things will sort of cancel each other out. Um, and that's why it'll be they'll have they'll have to go to plan B. I tell you what, I'm really excited to see this Cheltenham offense now. I have to say, after all of this hype that we've given them on the deep ball, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to see it. We all, you will get your chance in game three uh, when you guys take them on yourselves. Yes. Um, yeah, it's again, I refuse to predict that I will lose. Um, I think it'll be really, really tight, and I do think it'll be a slugfest. Um, I, I think that this the cannon of an arm will will mean that there's lots of prese- lots of possessions because essentially we won't be having lots of little drives going on. Um, so I think the, the score will be around. I think Cheltenham will score 41, and I think the Kings will score 42 um, because I'll just go for two, and it'll be it'll be easy. I'll just do that. <laughs> well, so somewhat surprisingly, I have written down in front of me. Neptune's 42, King's 41. No, you haven't. No <laughs> way. That's insane. Fantastic. Good. Okay, well, it's definitely going to be that score then. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> know which way. Uh, I, I also think it's going to be uh, a fairly high-scoring affair. Um, I've gone with Neptune's to win, sorry, Jay, 43-35. Uh, and I think it's more or less going to come down to um, who has the ball last. And I think uh, the, the last score will be the one that decides. I think it's going to go back and forth. Uh, I think both offences are going to be um, finding the end zone. And I think it's, it might just come down to, uh, you know, the, the number of possessions, basically. So, again, Jay, I think if you, you're able to control the clock and make sure that you have more possessions than they do, uh, I think you'll, you'll be in, in on a winner. That will be the difference. Well, like I say, you could be wrong. That's <laughs> but again, I've given you space for a, a two-point conversion to tie it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But like this, I always back myself. Um, I can't predict myself losing. No. I, I really struggle to pr- predict any of these games. I could see all of them going the opposite way and I wouldn't be at all surprised. So, yeah, yeah, that's I what you want from is... a pundit. That's what the listeners want. Non-committal, <laughs> <laughs> diplomatic. Could I be anyone. This, this, game day, this game day is actually probably the most difficult um, of, of the week, especially, to predict. Uh, like you say, these games could go either way. Um, moving on to perhaps a more easier... Um, game day to predict for at least perhaps two of the game days uh, two of the games let's see what you guys think we're going to the Isle of Wight um, uh, who are hosting uh, Chichester and Reading always uh, I've never actually been but I understand it's always an interesting and fun affair over there on the island yeah, yeah it's absolutely. almost like you do the scheduling Lewis so you have to avoid that uh, journey to the Isle of Wight we um, are in the southwest, the furthest in terms of travel time, we're the furthest away. Okay, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, Isla White's good for game day. Uh, I know for a fact that the Reading boys enjoy the day out because it's almost like a uh, an away day for them proper. Um, and there's lots of lift sharing, which means people actually talk to each other, which is great. Um, you've also got a classic fixture on there that happened two years ago, which is Reading versus Chichester, um, which is a bit of a... I'm not going to call it local derby because there's something like 50 miles between the two of them. <laughs> but, um, Divisional a, derby. A, Divisional derby, you know, historic derby, whatever you want to call it. Two really good teams fighting each other out. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the the big rivalry for for the Sharks, and I I, I assume it is for the Devils as well. Um, Isle of Wight always always a fun day out, made more fun by the uh, the anxiousness you get beforehand of will the ferries run, will they be on time? <laughs> We've already had to change ours because the engines failed on one of the ferries going to the island. So, oh dear, yeah, it's it's already been fun, um, but yeah, it's always a good day out. And, and Isle of Wight, they they do a wonderful job of hosting. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, they absolutely do. And full credit to the team over there because it was always a good day, and they always put on a good show. I'm I'm eager to get out there, and and likewise with you, we see Guernsey get up, got up and running. I want to get out to that uh, to Guernsey as well, and, and do like a little I don't know island hop weekend maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I think actually Western are probably the furthest away in terms of travel time, and then it's Exeter. It's quicker to get from Cheltenham to Isle of Wight than it is to get from Exeter. It's just because there's absolutely no roads that go along um, that south coast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, a likely story. A likely story. <laughs> These all get worked out on on Google Maps uh, travel times. That's the truth. Anyway, game one, Isle of Wight, Reading. I love how this schedule has uh, has fallen as well because you get uh, both teams get a a warm up, shall we say, before. Um, uh, before they face off against each other. And, and I know I said it last week, um, but I'm going to say it again. I think this could be, now that you know game week one is shrinking itself out, this could be the title game uh, is Reading and Chichester. So, um, you know, naturally keep that to the end of the day when everyone's warmed up. Well, we'll we will see. Uh, I think it's going to depend on what time people get over there on the ferries as to what matches mm-hmm. come first. And I, I believe the way we have it scheduled is actually that Reading Chichester is the middle game, and then it finishes okay. with Chichester Isle of Wight. But I, I could be wrong. I, I assume that's what it says on League Republic. Um, but I think that it's going to be um, Isle of Wight v Reading, then Chichester v Reading, and then Chichester v Isle of Wight. Okay, I was just going off, uh, going off League Republic. Yeah. So let's start with let's start with uh, what did you say. Isle of Wight Reading, you reckon is first? Isle of Wight Reading, I think, will be first, provided okay, everything runs smoothly. <laughs> I, I always think, for some reason, and there's a categorically no proof to this theory, but you know, you just you just run with it, right? That the Isle of Wight are better on the Isle of Wight simply because they don't have to get up at like five a.m. in the morning <laughs> and travel to the the middle of England, um, and they can probably bring more people because they don't have to drive the minibus. So. In my head, Isle of Wight score 19, Reading score 30. It's a solid win for Reading and a bit of a warm-up, but I think the Isle of Wight put in a good performance because they actually are a good crop of players um, and probably don't get the credit they deserve. And, and this is the type of game where, because they don't have to get up early, they can show off. Yeah, 
And and I think you're right. They are definitely more improved this year on on 2019. Last time we played them, um, they 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 ran us close and gave us a run for our money. And there was a marked improvement um, from what I remember playing them in 2019. They've got some playmakers. Mm. Well, I am. Um, I think the the Reading Devils' offense is going to be too much for them. And I've got this one being 42-12 to the Devils. Right, wow, okay. More of a margin then, more of a margin. <laughs> uh, I've, I've gone even further. I've gone worse. Uh, I, think, I think Reading are going to be you know, showing their teeth and, and not necessarily warming up. They, sh- they'll want, they all know Chichester are watching and they'll want uh, they'll want to put on a good show, and maybe strike some fear in them. I've, I've, I think they'll be relentless, um, and I've got a fifty-five-six win to to the night uh, to the Devils. See, if I know, if I know the people that I know there, I'm not going to name names specifically. <laughs> there will be a certain game plan for the Isle of Wight to not show it too much to Chichester. Not necessarily because Chichester don't already know it, but it'll be get it done. Don't go out of second gear. Essentially, that's what I think. I find that in these in these game days, you tend to have a game where you are tense and things don't go your way, and you tend to have a game where you're nice and relaxed and everything goes your way. And I have a feeling that for both Chichester and Reading, the game where they're going to be tense is when they play each other. Yeah, and I think the Isle of Wight might suffer. Um, I think Reading will want to show what they can do to start with. And I think that Chichester, if we win, will be nice and relaxed. And I think that will help us. And if we lose to the the Devils, I think we'll go out against the Isle of Wight to prove a point. So I think it's going to be a long day for the Isle of Wight. I hope, I'll be honest, I hope they beat Reading, but I don't see it happening. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. True. And I think the the caveat to all of these, uh, before we move on to the Isle of Wight Sharks game, the caveat to all of these is I think I I don't think that these scores will necessarily uh, reflect how they play, um, because I I as if we go on to the Isle of Wight Sharks game, um, I'll I'll start by again saying I think I think the Sharks will run away with it, um, but I think. Like you said, Jay, I think they'll, it'll be quite relaxed. I don't think they'll need to get out of second gear. Um, and I think they'll, um, like, the Isle of Wight might get a drive going, they might get a first down, and then the Sharks might just be like, okay, enough of that, and we'll, we'll quell any kind of threat with ease. See, I mean, I wrote my prediction down before Gareth then told me what, what he thinks his game plan is for um, Isle of Wight, so take this with a pinch of salt. But um, I, I think it'll be forty to six to Chichester uh, on the basis that I just think it'll be very, very clinical. To be honest, I think it'll be like, like I say, doesn't come out of second gear, give the ball to the players that, that let it work, scores up by half time, and then start rotating. So I've got Sharks forty, but I've. Uh gone with the hellhounds getting 18 i think i think they'll get their offense moving a little bit so i think it's going to be the last game of the day um it'll have been the end of a long day um but we'll we will see 
Oh, I feel so mean. Yeah, but someone's got to lose. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ellen White. This isn't uh, reflective. Um, this isn't personal. But I, I think the Sharks will uh, put on a clinic, and I think they'll they'll pitch a shot out. Uh, like I say, I think defensively, um, as soon as the Isle of Wight start getting any kind of momentum, you know, they might get a first down, and then that Sharks defense will just be like, no, enough of that. That ball's ours. And you know we'll force a turnover, or we'll force a force them to go then four and out from from the halfway line. Um, I don't think they'll they'll allow them to get any kind of momentum. Um, and then I think it it could just be one of those days you get where everything kind of goes your way um, offensively. And I think even like the the simplest of of short passes will turn into long touchdown runs. You can, when you've got the likes of Will and Shorty and and uh, Corey who can just make people miss tackles um, and make it look so easy I think even those short passes will go for touchdowns just on that basis they'll, they'll make people miss uh, and the score will yeah quite quickly start running away from Yellow White Did you have an exact number in mind Liz? Did I? Did I not give you? Uh, I, I wasn't sure. I know. I wasn't sure whether I said. Yeah. Uh, my my prediction is fifty six zip. Okay. So I think offensively points will be too easy to come by, and uh, they'll quick sharks will quickly find that that scoreboard's going up and up, and there's still time left on the clock. It does. All of this, of course, depends on how many of the squad actually make it across to the island. <laughs> yeah. Are you planning on a boat sinking by any chance? <laughs> no, but just the way things have gone so far, I wouldn't be shocked if we got turned around. But I think I think we're now on the same boat as Reading, so it might just be two default wins for the Isle of Wight. Who knows? Maybe that's the cunning game plan in the end. Just uh, sink the boat. <laughs> We've been waiting three years for this. <laughs> and finally, uh, probably game of the day, um, the big one, the two heavyweights, Devils and the Sharks. Yeah, you just said we've been waiting three years for this, and it probably is. It's not far <laughs> off a few years since we've had this fixture. Um, I don't have any fond memories of them. Um, pull like this. Reading have never beaten Chichester in in, in their entire history. Um, as much as I would like to uh, back my old team, and I and I still think we're always capable of doing that. I think Chichester will win this, um, and I think it'll be a, a, another very experienced game from Neil. Um, I think the final score will be thirty-seven thirty-five, and it'll be one of those last man with the ball wins the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest. All respect to Weston, this is the game I had flagged from the start of the season as a potential title decider. Um, I think the Reading Devils team is is very talented. Um, obviously, there's a change at QB that uh, I've only heard rumours of what this change has done for them. So I, I look forward to finding out whether it's a, it's an upgrade over Jay or not. See it with my own eyes. Um, but, it's got to be I mean, an upgrade, right? <laughs> Um, this is a game that I think we've been waiting for for a long time. And, um, you know, I think that 
it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be quite a high scoring game. I think both teams' offenses are pretty damn good. Um, and I think, I hope at least, that the, the Sharks will run out winners. And I've gone with 38 32. Okay, wow. A bit more of a gap than I would have thought there, Gareth. What are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's still a one score game. Yeah, yeah, I know it's still a one score, but it, it, for me, that's a bigger, you know, that's. That's, it's almost one more possession than you would have thought. Oh, well, I, I apologise to, to Reading for predicting a six-point shellacking. Well, that's, that's outrageous. <laughs> it's offensive. Reading, take it to heart. Take it to heart, Reading. <laughs> See, I think you, when you mentioned about um, putting this as, as the, the ty- potential title decider, you know, no, uh, no disrespect to Weston, I think I, I may have gone the other way to you because I think maybe... Uh, gave a little too much respect to the outgoing quarterback and thought, oh, maybe Reading won't quite be the same without Jay. Um, but they put pay to that uh, last weekend, uh, game day one. Um, and, and yeah, de- definitely have proved themselves to be still a heavyweight. Um, well, again, but, uh, no, no disrespect to you, Jay. Mm. Um, that, <laughs> the, the Reading offence is full of very talented pass catchers and the quarterback is an extremely important position but when you've got that wealth of talent on offense as long as you've got somebody who is a decent quarterback things can happen um and obviously the better the quarterback the better chance you have of of putting up a lot of points but I mean, it's it's just a wealth of talent a receiver you've got you've got Isaac Harding who we we saw a lot of last week, um, James Thal, Ryan McEveney. It's it's just a lot of players with a lot of speed um, who can make plays for you with just sort of short underneath passes. It's like when, you know, we've got the options of, of Shorty and Will who you can just... I was going to say, both of these teams are, are built so similarly. Mm. This just It's just speed. It's going to be such a lightning game. Yeah. All I've heard there, Gareth, is you just complimenting my coaching ability to develop uh, players <laughs> players who've never played the sport at 18 into uh, excellent flag players. Fantastic. Um, well, well, as long as if I can keep you on board as well, then that, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, truth be told, not only is that offense, you know, littered with talent, which, you know, arguably I have or haven't helped to develop. They can decide that amongst themselves. But um, the QB that replaces me is a, is a very, very stable and uh, methodical passer um, with a cannon. So I have no uh, no reservation that he's a, he's a better passer than me. So um, yeah, I don't see that offense really slowing down particularly. I, like you guys, have gone for a fairly high-scoring affair. Um, and I think it's that with the speed that both um, both offenses have at their disposal, I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of possessions. Um, I'd be interested to know actually uh, if anyone's able to um, sort of keep track of it, like how many opportunities each offense gets to to to, to attack. Because um, I mean, like in games that we play, uh, I think you'd be lucky to get three um three goes three stabs at it in a half so you're looking at five or six um uh possessions in a game 
And I think it's going to be more like four or five possessions a half. Uh, and it's just because I think both teams have got the ability to score so quickly. Um, and I think I think both both defenses are geared for turnovers as well. And yeah. I think you know they're not necessarily defenses that are going to stifle a team and, and shut a, a good team out. But I do think both have players where they're going to, there are going to be interceptions in this game at some point. And that always gives rise to more drives and more opportunities for the offence. Oh, yeah. Every, every box on that score sheet is going to have something in it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I tend to disagree with you there, Gareth, ever so slightly in the Reading um, makeup on defence. Just interestingly, I think the defence is actually a bend that don't break defence. But there we go. I mean, that's that's what I preach to my guys every every single training session. We're uh, it must be my most used phrase. Um, yet you know we still seem to concede a fair few points, but we we've had we had a ridiculous number of interceptions last game day. I think we're I think we're lead almost yeah. We, I think I think we're second in the country behind only the rebels. Um, it's it's so tough to know because I don't like. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure how many other teams are putting in the. I mean, only yeah. two thirds of our division have put their stats in. But I mean, you look at Chichester's interception numbers is at nine, and then the next closest are Cheltenham and the two Exeter teams, who both had three. Mm, so that's I mean, a massive gap between the two. Four and a half interceptions a game is that that's a lot of turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but- Without diving too deeply into defensive philosophy, um, does Ben don't break generate more mistakes and therefore in flag games generate more turnovers? There's I mean, I, I, I would say so. Yeah. I also think it depends on, on who you come up against. So, True. Ch- like Cheltenham, are, as, we've, as we've alluded to, they're a bomb-it-down-the-field um, kind of offence. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities, whereas I think... You might find with a team like the Falcons Green guys, um, it's it, it'll be a lot more underneath stuff, um, short yardage, run after catch, stay on schedule kind of stuff. Like Ethan likes to use Patrick to get yards after the catch, mm. um, so there's going to be less opportunities for those safeties in particular to snipe um, balls that are hanging in the air for five six seconds. I would I would agree. Definitely for the um, definitely for the safeties because against Cheltenham, four of our five picks came from the safeties. But against Western, all the picks came from the cornerback position, and all they were doing was the short routes. So it's it's interesting. I I don't I don't suspect that you know I don't expect Reading to have to throw over four and a half interceptions to the Sharks. I'm I'm not yeah. banking on that. I don't expect it will happen. Um, but it, it just seems that right now, well, certainly last last week, we were generating interceptions from everywhere, and that's that's a good place to be in. And I think I think the Devils will have some picks as well, so that will lead to more drives and I think a higher scoring game. Yeah, that's ultimately the point we're making here. Is yeah. there's good, there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be opportunities for turnovers in this game, which is going to mean offenses are going to have more possessions and more attacking opportunities, and that will lead to to more points. Uh, I've gone for a, a, a similarly a, a one score deficit, um, but I've I've got the Sharks getting the extra point on this as well. So it's a, a seven point deficit of forty seven forty 
Seven. Seven whole points. Seven whole Lewis. points. I know you're taking the mick there, Gareth, but it is quite <laughs> offensive. Because <laughs> that is effectively what you're saying is two possessions. Uh, no, I think it, I think it's I think that's one possession. I think they. I mean, Gareth Gareth saying they don't even get the extra point. Uh, I've I've got a more. He's not heard uh, my bold prediction yet. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Some somewhere in Chichester or Southampton, Neil is just shuddered again. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to have to do this time? Corey's rubbing his hands. Um, but yeah, and I think it's gonna it's gonna come down to um, you know again a last a last possession of the game. You know, I think Reading might uh, pull the game within um, you know to a tie. I guess maybe play for the tie, give Chichester just a little bit too long. You know, give give Chichester twenty five seconds maybe to to to, to own the game. Um, and, and and they will. That's how I think it'll go down. I think it'll be you know forty points apiece, um, with like twenty seconds on the clock. Interesting how we've all slanted towards Chichester rather than Reading, though, isn't it? I know the record speaks for itself, but um... yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, lo- I love you guys, the Devils, and and I. Sorry, Gareth. I hope they win because uh, I love an underdog. But let's face it, Reading are the underdogs. Um, the record speaks for itself. Um, the the uh, performances speak for themselves. I think Chichester are absolutely the team to beat. But if anyone can do it, I think the the team that is best placed to do it is Reading. So I'm, I'll be I'll be rooting for you, Reading. I'm intrigued by Jay's preference for who he roots for because on the one hand he's got his old team, his friends. <laughs> on the other hand, if they finally beat the Sharks, it's because he's left <laughs> and they've upgraded. So it's it's a tough one for Jay. Yeah, look, um, I, I'm I'm happy to be the uh, the weak link in that Reading team. Um, to be honest, if it means if it means we built some successful stuff over there and they suddenly go and throp you, I'll uh, I'll be the first one celebrating with a beer afterwards. Don't worry. And sending um, me sending me abusive messages now. And, and, and probably sending you a lot of abuse. But on the other hand, the 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 Neil Henderson that lives in my head rent free. Is telling me that Chichester will win. So, um, well, maybe the, maybe this is going to be maybe this is going to be the the deciding factor. Is um, you know Neil no longer lives in in the head of the Reading quarterback, uh, and how is that going to affect anything? The outcome, the performances, the pressure. I I hope someone's I hope someone there can film it because I I think it's whatever happens. I think it's going to be a good one. It'll yeah. be so funny if it's like seven seven now, wouldn't it? After we've hyped it up this much. <laughs> I mean, even even then, um, I'd Ma- masterclass in defence. Yeah, if, that, yeah if, me. if that's how it how it turns out, then I will still look forward to chatting about this game in the review show and finding out what happened and 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 how you know how it went. Uh, how how why it was so low scoring? How did it you know not sort of live up to the offensive expectations? Um, so so yeah. quick, I know I know I'm I'm uh, moving out of my uh, designated space here as the non-host. But question to you two: Do you believe that whoever wins this game wins the division? No. Interesting. Elaborate. Ooh, yeah, please. 
I think there is at least one upset for both Chichester and Reading coming down the road. And I'm not necessarily saying that because I think it's the Kings. But from previous experience, it'll be a game where someone doesn't turn up and then someone gets hurt and X, Y, Z, and then they lose a game. And I think that brings back in your teams like Western. And I think it brings it back in your teams like Cheltenham um, within a striking distance of the of the top two. Um I don't think this is the be-all and end-all of what happens. It's too simplistic. And uh, as we know in flag football, that doesn't work. I mean, you've mentioned two teams there that have both lost a game, despite, you know, the Falcons being undefeated also currently. Uh, I don't know what point you're trying to make here, Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, put a little respect on my name. (laughs) Yes, you are undefeated. Um, After this week, I mean, we're going to come on to that next, right? Yeah. Do you think you'll be undefeated after this next next weekend? Absolutely. Okay. Good. All right. Well, so there you go. Uh, there you go, Gareth. Your answer is that um, extra black will be uh, at the top of the table. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I think I think Chichester will remain undefeated. Um, but like you say, when you look in, I, I think you're right. I think neither of these teams have proven that they're capable of perfection. Uh, in the past, there's always one game where just nothing clicks, and uh, like say someone's injured, someone doesn't turn up, the you know the car breaks down on the way, and three people were supposed to be in that car, or, or there's a you know you, someone misses the ferry over to the Isle of Wight, and it throws the entire game out. Um, those things do happen, and and it can affect the table at the end of it all. Uh, but I'm just saying. So let let me put you the, on the spot, Lewis. The, the closest teams that are hot on their tail is is Exeter. Let me put you on the spot then, because you've you've talked about the potential for Chichester to go undefeated, which I appreciate. If Reading win on Saturday, do they go undefeated and win the SWC? Bold, oh, bold prediction. I know we're not there yet, but no, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly how their schedule falls. Whether there is a game day where they play, you know, someone who is, uh, you know, someone that they might focus more on um, than the other. But uh, I think it's definitely potential that, that they've got to be careful of. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Detailed answer. But it, I mean, it goes. It goes. Same goes for anyone. I mean. We've obviously got, um, and we'll, we'll go on to this pretty sharpishly, but um, we've obviously got Berkshire and Weston this week. Um, and yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I, I gave um, Berkshire the same amount of, uh, of respect and, and dedication and um, focus in my preparation for this game day as I did Weston. We've played Weston a couple of times in friendlies, in Southwest series, in in the league in 2019 and we've not beaten them yet so I'm pretty pissed off about that and and yeah absolutely that's the game I want to win and you know Berkshire a new team and and they've not had particularly uh resounding results um but I'm also very much aware of my mistake that I made with Swansea where I didn't respect them enough and they surprised us um and, and I'm aware that we play Berkshire first, so uh, you know it, the potential's there for it to happen again. And I'm going to try and make sure that it doesn't, and take it one game at a time. Well, let's let's move on to that game day, shall we? 
Indeed, let's. So, Berkshire Renegades, new guys uh, to to the uh, flag world, uh, otherwise um, uh, a prestigious and long-standing stand, uh, setup in the contact game. Um, shout out to Penny, by the way, who I think does all their admin, is the, is the sort of GM um, outstanding organisation uh, and has been totally on it with giving us all the details and the whens and ways and uh, was very understanding with our request to ask if we could have the game pushed back a little bit. Um, so we're kicking off a little bit later than I think than, than most. Um, I think our, our kick off, our day kicks off at 12 o'clock instead of 10. Um, so uh, that first game is going to be uh, Berkshire versus Western at 12 o'clock. Yeah, so for me, I think you see a resurgent Western side coming back off of the uh, previous game day weekend and a couple of friendlies in between, um, trying to establish themselves back in a division that they're essentially chasing. Um, but I think it's a pretty simple win for them. And I don't, again, I don't think they come much out second gear. I've got them down as 24 to 12 winners against Berkshire. Interesting. I've, I will caveat this by saying that I still know nothing of the Renegades. I've, I've never seen them. Um, all I've ever seen are their results. Um, and for that reason, I've got the Supers winning a little bit more comfortably, 32 to 7. I am such the bad guy this week. You guys are much more conservative. Uh, I feel like a dick when when I think that... Uh, I, 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 um, I agree with you, Jay, that I think it's going to be a resurgent um, Supers team. I think they're going to be out for blood and uh, I think they, uh, honestly I think they're going to be out to embarrass um, I don't think they take their foot off the pedal whatsoever um, and I've got them down for a 42-6 victory uh, I think it's going to be um, a bit of a walkover um, sorry Berkshire um, but like Gareth said I think uh, I think it kind of depends on um, what Western team turn up I don't know I don't know where Jacob was, if he's still injured. I don't know where Matt Keyes was the other week, whether he's back this week. Um, so I've kind of got in brackets next to this that, you know, if that um, if that same team, weekend team turns up, um, I think it could be Berkshire. This this was kind of my, my bold prediction-ish, is that not, not that Berkshire win, but um, they certainly give them a game and give them a scare. Uh, if they're still, um, you know, at, at reduced capacity, um, so this could go. This could go one or two ways. Both of them have Western winning. Either it's going to be like a forty-two-six walkover, or it's going to be like a twenty to thirteen close call. Yeah, and that's vaguely why I've gone for quite a conservative outcome. Um, not because I don't think Western are the better team, and I, and I still, in the back of my mind, think Berkshire are getting better every time I've played them. Um, but it's that will they won't they have their full complement of players? Um, to my knowledge, and it is based on very little. But I think Matt Keys will be back. Um, but I still think they've got a couple of injuries within that squad that will prevent it being a um, that five man warrior team that we saw at the uh, the finals. Mm. Uh, in, I was about to say last year, twenty nineteen. I've I, I've never I haven't got this down as a sort of a fifty burger because I've never considered the Western offense to be that that way inclined they're a very methodical team 
but move it very efficiently down the pitch through short passing, lots of reverses. And I, from from what I know of the, the Renegades defence, I'm not sure it's equipped to deal with that. Mm. Um, but we, we will see. Um, and I, and- I, I don't see the Supers blowing them out, but I see them winning it with very little effort. And and like we were saying earlier as well, like to get to get a fifty burger, you need to have you need to force some turnovers. And I think the supers' defense is more of a smother you and force you to go four and out rather than um, you know picking you off every time you try and go over twenty yards. And yeah, I think so, I think you're right to not sort of to keep it under fifty, just because I don't think they're going to have enough um, opportunities. Not that they won't convert those opportunities; they just won't get enough ball. To, to attack, the the key for me against Berkshire is how much pressure can you put on on, on from what I understand quite an inexperienced QB, um, and that'll generate your turnover margin. And again, in my experience, Western are pretty good at that. So yeah, I think I think you'll see a few of them. Um, it'll just completely depend on who they have on the day, and, and I know they're carrying a few injuries, so it's that type of um, conservative pick for me. So moving on to game two of the day, we've got uh, Falcons Black finally take the field against Berkshire Renegades. I wish I had, I wish I prepared better for this because I, I should have an alarm for bold predictions, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, you know, imagine in your own heads, audience, there's a klaxon going off. I think Berkshire will win this game. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> no, that's you. That's still you. Um, yeah, that's I... Cool. I think the Berkshire disrespect. will be. <laughs> <laughs> I think Berkshire will be extra black, sixteen to twelve. Oof. Mean a whole mean four points, man. Gareth. A whole four what? points. That is, that is unbelievable, Jeff. Can't believe I've done that. Um, yeah, suck it. I I can't believe. I mean, what to... did I do to you, man? <laughs> <laughs> to me, I I, I disagree. Entirely with you, Jay. Uh, I think that this is this is cut and dry, and uh, it's clear to me. And I, I've got the score down as the Falcons Black absolutely hammering the Renegades, twenty to eighteen. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought with all that build-up, you were going to go. I've got Berkshire hammering Exeter fifty to zero or something like that. No, um, I, I, I think that, I, I thought I was being a bit out there, but I, I think this one, at least from Lewis's perspective, is going to be surprisingly close. Hey, have you recovered, Lewis? From <laughs> I am astonished. Uh, but I, I at least appreciate that you gave us the win, Gareth. Um, yeah, obviously I've got us winning this one. Um, uh, I think... I mean, I'll... Not that I'm not that I'm getting my excuses in early, but you know we've got um, some availability issues. Um, as I mentioned there to you guys, go. I Here mentioned go, to you guys, guys uh, I mentioned to you guys before the show that I put a steak knife through my throwing hand thumb uh, this week, and uh, I don't know how how healed that's going to be. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to get Woody to strap me up, and I might be thrown with a glove. So it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, so I'm I'm definitely not going to be a hundred percent. I think. Oh, I mean, we could even end up having Ed under centre. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I've definitely still got us winning this one. I think it it could even generate um, 
even generate some uh, some defensive touchdowns. Um, I think we're pretty good at, um, at blitzing and putting the pressure on the quarterback. And if that's what it takes to force that Berkshire quarterback to make some mistakes, then we've definitely got the people on the back end who are going to take advantage of that. So hopefully a big day for our defence. Um, meanwhile, the offence is just going to be, you know, business as usual, not going to force it, not going to take anything for granted. It's going to be stick to the playbook. Um, and and, and that, that playbook for us is very much... Just take what the defense gives you five yards at a time. That's all you need to get first down and, and you know, stay on schedule. So I've got us winning 35 7. Did you hear that, audience? Did you hear all of the excuses that he just put out there? <laughs> and you thought you, you were listening to it going, Jay's an idiot. He's got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and then you thought, actually, that could happen. Um, there was I, th- one... I, think, I think strapped up Lewis struggles against the Parkshire defense. There was one point Lewis made that I, I agreed with. I, I do see the Falcons Black getting uh, some defensive touchdowns. In fact, I've got them getting three in their 2018 victory. Wow. Lewis. Are we fired yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody wants to... There's some places opened up on the panel. Um, you want to get your applications in. Um... So that that would that's a prediction. I, I, I jest, of course, but um, that's a prediction that I, I would not be prepared to make, given that you currently have the league's top scoring receiver on your team. I'm not I'm not going to believe for one second he's not going to get another one this week. Yeah. And, and, and Ed's proved that he can kind of do it from, from all as well. I mean, he, he scored one touchdown that was a length of the field, just a straight go, and then he just scored another one that was a, a two-yard underhanded pass that he then duped the rest of the team out for. So, you know, he's not a one-trick pony. So it's not very, it's I... not very tense in the podcast now. <laughs> well, I, I'm just sat here and I'm thinking, I'm in his head now. I'm in his head. <laughs> i got to try and think for our next one, you know, all the nasty things that I can say about Kingsham, but I can't do that. <laughs> Nothing really, I've not heard before. Kingsham's not your team, is it? And I, I just, not, all, I'd, charge of them. All, I'd, all I'd have is I'd have Crag and, and Dylan's sad faces in my head whilst I just tore them to shreds and knowing that it's not it's water off a duck's back for you <laughs> yeah I mean if you want to bully other people because of me Lewis that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's your choice the Kings have done a good job of putting Canesham on the map I, I consider myself quite good at geography never heard of it before the Kings no, me, me, me neither I still can't pronounce it <laughs> Right, last one of the week. Falcons Supers. This is for me the the game that I circle on the calendar. And I look for first when the schedule comes out because, like I said, we've never beaten the Supers, and we've come close on times, and they've blown us out on times. But they've always just about had the edge on us. Um, I've done a lot of preparation, so um, this is the game I want. So. In my head, Lewis, you're you're absolutely seething after having your ass handed to you by a, a Berkshire team that's that's celebrating and now has to ref your, your game. <laughs> there is a sneaky rivalry between Exeter and Western because well, you're somewhat I... you're somewhat close geographically. I know that sounds odd, um, and you know you've you've played each other a few times in the past. So I think I think this becomes quite a competitive affair. Um, I think it's quite close on the pitch, but I think someone gets more frustrated than the others, and I've gone with Western winning it 29-20. to 20. 
Is is your bold prediction that Lewis gets ejected? <laughs> it, it isn't, but my bold prediction does involve an ejection, so uh, we'll come around to that. Um, um, to, sorry, to, what, what did you say that score was again? Sorry, twenty nine to twenty, Western. Jay, you and I have been surprisingly close on a lot of our predictions today. I, I've got the Supers winning it thirty to nineteen. Wow. It'll be that prequel we did, Gareth, that excluded Lewis. Mm, definitely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea how this game's going to go. Um, I think it's going to be close. Um, I've, I've obviously, naturally, I've got us winning. Um, I, think, I think we do it this time. Uh, but it's, it's going to be close. And it's going to be feisty. And, I, and all our games are always feisty. It's always chirpsy. Um, you know, there's always arguments. And he did this and they did that. And that's not a rule. And um, I mean, Berkshire are in for a long day referee in that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, so I've got us, I've got us winning 27-25 when it all... When it's all said and done, uh, I think the yeah the refs are going to have a long day. I think there's going to be a whoever wins, well whoever loses, whoever wins, both I think are going to have some some complaints um, about refereeing calls. I think it's going to be that tight. Um, so Berkshire, if you're listening to this, it's already not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's interesting what you say about the, uh, like a rivalry form. And I, f- I mean, I, I feel like, like I say, we've, we've got, we've always got an eye on that Western game wherever it falls in the schedule. But I feel like it's one of those cases where like we're not their rival, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, Lewis. I, I grew up a, a Southampton football fan, and uh, obviously Southampton have always had a, a, a mutual animosity with Portsmouth. Mm. Where, I, where I currently live, so, um, and uh, I remember at uh, when I went to uni, I had a, a Bournemouth fan approach me and say that uh, he he hated Southampton and so did all Bournemouth fans, and it was a rivalry, and uh, Southampton hadn't given them a second thought. You know, it's we, <laughs> as far as I know, most of the Saints fans I talk to, they they quite like Bournemouth. It's almost a second club. You know, they're, they're this nice beachside club down the way. The cherries. Yeah, it's cute. It's nice. So there you go, Lewis. Your extra side is an above average championship side. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't say that at all. I was just making an anecdote. I, I don't know if that's even got anything to do with what we're talking about. But... Too, too much soccer ball. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly squish the balls and make the funny shapes. <laughs> this, all, this, all this talk of soccer is making me sleepy. You're going to get so many messages, you know, in the morning of people going, why do you call it soccer? Because <laughs> I call football football and it's confusing. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I always have this kind of argument with people. It's just like, it's, it's football and that's American football. Well, they're all called football. There's American football. There's association football. There's rugby football. There's Aussie rules football. There's Gaelic football. It's all football. So, you know, use a different word. I mean, I, I, I assume, Lewis, that your your natural rivalry used to be with Plymouth. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, we, we played them the most. Um, and those games were always 
tight affairs. I mean, we, we'd have games where it would be an absolute shootout. It would be like, you know, 56, 52 or something. And, and then we'd play them two weeks later and it would be 7-0. It was really weird how each game was different. But it was mm. never, there was never any animosity. Like we always, there was a lot of mutual respect, I think, between Extra and Plymouth. I do miss them to a certain extent. Um, they, were, they were a good bunch of guys and... You know, uh, I, I'm almost certain they're not listening, but, you know, Ian Sorjak and Sam Smith and um, uh, Adam, yeah, miss those guys. And and it was always good fun and good banter. And we'd always, you know, shake hands at the end of it and, and have a laugh. And um, I'm sad. I'm sad that they're no longer with us. The team, not the people. <laughs> they're still alive. No one's died. That boat sinking again. <laughs> Okay, so that's uh, that's all the games covered. Um, some very interesting scores. Uh, I feel like the chasm between us, gentlemen, is growing day by day. Um, <laughs> it's more chance really. of one of us being right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's um, let's talk about your bold predictions. Well, you've already had my first bold prediction, and uh, I'll stick that on the line as my, my first one, which is I think that Berkshire will win their first ever Baffer game um, against your Exeter team, Lewis. Shake my head. Go on, Gareth. Uh, uh, so, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't have one. Um, and Someone so, hasn't done their homework. No, no, exactly. Ap- apologies, <laughs> listeners. Um so I am going to say, I'm going to go back to something that we touched on earlier in the podcast, and it's a bit of a if-then-this. But if the Devils beat Chichester, I believe they will go the rest of the season undefeated. Right, wow, Oof. okay. So a bold prediction that spans the, the rest of the season. Indeed, and not weather-related, so that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your weather predictions for this week? Going to make that a thing. I, I mean, it's it's going to it's going to be grey and overcast, but we'll avoid the rain mostly. <laughs> so so says the meteorologist. <laughs> um, so I've I've struggled for a, a a bold prediction this week. I think I think of all the of all the games in the schedule, this might be like the most vanilla um, kind of uh, game day where most things just run to. How do we expect them to? However, um, I have I have chosen one. Uh, you can call it bold. I think if uh, I don't know, you tell me how bold it is. I think Gareth Price finally breaks the goose egg and converts an interception into points. Again, that sounds the very unlikely. Or the Isle of Wight. <laughs> I am non-committal on that point, um, but at some point on the day, Gareth finally gets his precious pick six. I, I appreciate the vote of confidence, but this is what you're going to see. You're going to see a clip of me intercepting the ball and then Will frantically waving for me to kneel at the halfway and me <laughs> dutifully obeying. <laughs> Gareth's the sort of guy that would pick it off run it all the way back and get to the one yard line and step out just to screw you over Lewis yeah uh, absolutely would would you believe that the one time I've, I've taken the ball back into the end zone in a Baffer game my flag fell out at the 10 yard oh. line and, <laughs> <I went around. laughs> and oh, that's just no. a sense of getting better equipment let's be honest mm. 
Uh, get shrooms. Not that we, you know, I'm not sure if we're allowed to endorse anyone. Um, Other flags but... are available. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we work for the BBC. <laughs> you watch that be bleeped, viewers or audience. <laughs> all right. So, really quickly before we wrap up, uh, I think I think we're all going to be agreed on this one. Um, I don't know. I've been surprised more than once this evening. But what's your game of the week? My game of the week, unsurprisingly, is Reading versus Chichester. Yeah, I think that's the obvious one. Do you have uh, anything uh, other than that, Gareth? I mean, just so I don't get too hyped up for it, I'm going to say that on uh, based on what Jay's been saying for me, it's it's Renegades Falcons Black. So <laughs> the, the potential of a, a huge paradigm-shifting upset is uh, mouth-watering. So I think um, with the obvious... The obvious shout, I think, as, we, as I mentioned, is is Reading versus Chichester. I think that's going to be the one that um, that, let me see, decides who sits at the top of the table at the end of the season, um, and it's going to be a clash of the titans, and it's a heavyweight, and it's going to be a shootout, and all that hype that we gave it. But I'd also like to throw a mention to um, the Neptune's Kings game. I think is going to be a really good game. Um, you know, two new teams. Um, the Neptunes slightly a little bit more experienced having the extra year, um, but the Kings have really come on fast since their affiliation and come on really well and put on a really good show uh, in their first game day. Um, likewise, so they've been, you know, the, both teams have got a point to prove, I think, because I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but I think um, Kings rue um, that Devils game a little bit and they know that Maybe it was there. They had the opportunities to, to steal one. Um, and likewise, Cheltenham obviously coming off the back of a 70-yard, a 70-point 70 um, um, game. So, Yeah, I think, think? Um, I think... I don't think we look back at the... I mean, I personally look back at that Devils game with anger and disgust. Um, but I think the general feeling in the camp is we've we proved we are a good and competent team. Now it's a case of learning how to win games when it's tight. That's the yeah. that's the next step for us, really. And I think Cheltenham will be a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think I think the Kings really earned themselves a lot of respect from that first game day from from people who may not have been you know neutral viewers who may not know what's been going on and may not have seen them in anything. Definitely earned yourselves a lot of respect from that first game day. Um, all right, one last thing. A um, couple of weeks ago, uh, we had your bold prediction was that uh, Neil Henderson would, would score an extra point. That was your prediction. And I am led to believe, I'm reliably informed that uh, certain members of the Chichester Sharks made sure that it happened. Um, and so I want to make this a recurring segment. Jay, what is your Chichester challenge this week? What would you like to see the Sharks bring into their game? I would like to see, Lewis, uh, a member of the Sharks team get ejected for <laughs> too many too many personal fouls around celebrating. <laughs> I specifically wrote I down Will Quigley. I specifically wrote down Will Quigley because he's playing his old team. 
but um, we'll see. Thankfully, there's no chance of Will doing that. He should have picked someone else. But... Well, it's, it's a broad and open challenge. Look, Corey, if you're listening, accept it. Neil, if you're listening, I'm sure you'll accept it. Will, if you're listening, make Gareth wrong. Go on, do it. I hate this segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a farce. I mean, you could. I mean, if he's not, if you he, if he's not so committal on a specific person doing it, your your best bet might be to use. Um, I mean, because I mean, once you get rejected, you miss the next game, right? So you're playing. Who are you playing first? You, you're probably playing. I think we're playing uh, Reading first. So if you get okay, so if you get ejected in the first game, then. Um, you know, you've, only, you've got the you've still got the Isle of Wight to come, which is probably better than getting ejected in the Isle of Wight game and having to. Or play just Reading. get a, or just get ejected in the Isle of Wight game. What right? I, what I take what I take umbrage with Jay is yeah. that the last one, the last challenge, although I didn't didn't particularly like that we went for it, Corey, talking to you. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't one that was deliberately meant to sabotage our team. <laughs> this is this Neil, isn't sabotage. Neil can catch, Corey can throw. <laughs> this is not sabotage, Gareth. This is just in my head. That's what happened, <laughs> and I and I think the Chichester Sharks will uh, will kindly oblige because they're a fun bunch of people, and they wouldn't want to ruin the sport that annoys you. <laughs> no, you've, that's that's the one shot you've got. Yes, I know. That's why I so, said it. <laughs> also, uh, if you're listening, Isla White and um, Reading, if you're you know, in the referee in those games, look for opportunities to throw the flag. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's get some community support here, okay? We we want we like we want Jay to to be right, right? We want we want to help Chichester get these challenges. So I know I know uh, Corey's always eager to, to please and, and wants to make these challenges, um, you know, come to life, as he did with Neil's extra point. Um, and likewise, I think Isla White and, and Reading would be more than happy to oblige in helping Chichester to realise this particular challenge. I like this one, Jay. More of that. Marcus, if you're listening, if you could edit out the last four minutes, I'll send you a muffin basket or something. <laughs> hey, I do the editing. <laughs> oh. There's nothing like a mini game within a within a really important fixture to uh, <laughs> to really annoy Gareth. <laughs> you just put Gareth on edge all weekend now. Just just he's going to be looking out for who's going to do it. <laughs> going to be so tense. I can't wait for my prediction versus the Kings. That'll be great. <laughs> all right chaps uh a pleasure as always um have wonderful weekends uh normally i'd be really nice and i'd say i, I hope you both do really well but you've been dicks to me today so i hope you all lose yeah sweet jay, and to you we, 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 we need to bully jay a bit next week because jay's got off scot-free today it's all he been has. about lewis no, 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on you both ripped me for the fact that I, i've been replaced by someone better than oh, that's me true. And, and said that essentially that now the duck is broken because you're Reading might have a chance against Chichester because I'm not playing there anymore. I think you might have attacked that's, my manhood slightly. That's you've gotten off that's, lightly. I mean, compared to compared to the level of of stick you used to get before you moved, uh, we, we we kind of mentioned it a little bit when we first started the program at the beginning. Um, and and I, I feel like you've not really you've not really had that much stick since then. I think you've kind of gotten off scot free for the last couple of weeks. Mm. So. Um, I mean, I'm happy to take the limelight on this occasion, right? Yeah, I'll be bad cop. Um, I mean, realistically, what's happening here, Jay, is that Gareth is turning us against each other and he never gets any shit. 
This is true. So what we're saying is we should bully Gareth more. Yeah, next show, right, it's gonna be all it's gonna be all about Gareth. Gareth, do you like how I've turned that there? I do. I'm I'm quite impressed. I'm I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping we get two wins so I can just throw four and O back to any comment that I get. <laughs> Good stuff. If all we right. lose I... if we lose next podcast gonna be a tricky one for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I reckon if you if you lose, you're going to be washing your hair that night, right? Mm, quite possibly. So we'll get Corey on. It, I, say, I, I say washing my hair. It's technically sitting in the shower crying, but my hair will get <laughs> wet. <so. laughs> All right, chaps. Well, have anyway, have a fun, happy, safe, healthy weekend. Um, and yeah, I hope the weather stays nice. And I hope you all have fun. And I hope you lose everything. But anyway, that's all for this evening. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Jay and Gareth, for joining me again. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking football with you. Um, and yeah, everybody have uh, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your football. Uh, and we look forward to welcoming you back on the show uh, next week when we'll take a look at how we did in terms of predictions and, and review some of these games. Have a great weekend. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.